A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Football Rambles Guide 2. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Pete Donaldson. Dearest listeners, we find ourselves in that magical time between Christmas and New Year. The taint. The festive perineum. The Christmas Buffman's Bridge. <laughs> John Legend's birthday. Is it? Yes. Nice. Well, it is that time when we look ahead and make our New Year's resolutions. And here at the Football Ramble, we basically only ever think about football. So with your help, we're going to see if we can find ways to make our favourite thing even better. How do we do that? How do we do that? How do we do that? I don't know. We'll be making some serious suggestions about changing rules and tweaking fundamentals, rethinking penalties and offsides, and, if we do our jobs properly, be making some pretty outlandish suggestions for the sake of it. Because who knows, maybe football can benefit from being a little more stupid. Let's find out in the Football Rambles Guide to Improving Football. Chaps, it's good to see you. Good to see you. Almost a new year. Happy yeah. festive mm. times and all that. Uh, it is almost the new year, so today we wanted to do something a little different. We're writing our own list of New Year's resolutions for football. So what in 2023 do we want football to do differently? It could be a rule change, a different format. It could be banning Jeff Shreves from UK television. All television. Uh, yes, that one. Yeah, yeah. that one. <laughs> End the show. Roll, roll, you know, roll the yeah. music. Why would I just keep that to the UK? <laughs> yeah, no, why yeah. would we put that on other people? He's on the US. He was yeah. on the US coverage of the World Cup. It's been all over the World Cup yeah, coverage, right, isn't he? Yeah, Fox, wasn't it? It's the Morgan Corden corridor, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's the all Morgan the Corden slipping through it. The Shreves clause. <laughs> oh dear. Well, nothing's off the table here. So uh, we've all got our own suggestions, and we've sifted through the hundreds 
we got from you all, which uh, we really appreciate. So thanks very much. So, uh, Jim, why don't you get us off to a good start? Hey, what's your first resolution? Well, I have both bitched and moaned about this a lot over the past. I just don't think we need indirect free kicks at all. Nice. That's a it's, really good start. That's just pointless. Yeah. So why why have a free kick you can't shoot from? Mm. Like, no, no goal from this. No. <laughs> yeah. no. Did we, it we take never, a touch? But we never see them. So exactly. they may as well not exist. Well, yeah, they they, are, they rarely pop up. And I, I think we should see them more, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> if we're going to have them, let's use them for crying out loud. There are plenty of situations that should go to indirect, I but think. No, why, why so? Why, why, why take pens. away the opportunity for someone um, scoring a goal? Indirect penalties. Because Alan Shearer can do an absolute hoofing from 10 yards out. Oh, OK. The, the, so the one... The one... Time where, time where you might want it would be when a, a, a free kick is given in the box. Mm. Yet at the same time, why are you limiting the opportunity for goal scoring? Yeah. What's the point I, I, of that? I, so, it, so the only time I can think of, just to build on what you're saying, Jim, about how well, the indirect free kick, free kick is actually used is for a back pass. Right. It's picked yeah. up, mm-hmm. right? And I would argue that if the if the back pass is taken... So you, if you take the free kick, which currently exists as an indirect free kick now, mm-hmm. from the back pass p- player, the taker of the back, the kicker of the back pass, mm-hmm. just make that a direct free kick. And if it's in the penalty area, make it a peno. Ooh, <laughs> just bad luck. Do you know what I mean? If you mess up, bad luck. They, the referees find so many reasons mm-hmm. to not award back passes anyway. Yeah. yeah. It has to be from the foot, yeah. deliberately, mm-hmm. which is open to all sorts of interpretation. Uh-huh. I think Jim's onto something here. I thought about this doing this show. I prepped this show quite a lot. At no point did indirect free kicks come into my mind, which in a way tells its own story. Mm-hmm. It's such a it's such a weird bit of punctuation around yeah. the game generally. What do you think, Mark? No, I agree, but I think that it's... You can a... shoot, but your mate's got to kick it first. <laughs> <a little bit. laughs> it, it is odd because... It, you did it... that at penalties, to be fair, Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They were 1-0 up in that game. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely taking the piss. Yeah, <laughs> But I think you... It only needs to take a touch, doesn't it, an indirect free kick? So mm. I'm right in saying that even if the goalkeeper palms it in, would that count as an indirect oh, question? Oh, but it's certainly if it scuffs someone. So it's kind of like, it's a bit of a crap one, really. I, I do agree. <laughs> Who but, came up with it? But the only thing, though, you could... What nerd came up with it? Well, I don't know, but maybe you need to ask IFAB or something. But yeah. uh, but yes, because obviously with an indirect free kick, you just, you just can't shoot directly, which does seem a bit mad to me. But when it gets to inside the box, maybe it's something we might touch on later that could be... But uh, I mean, one of, the, one of the reasons an indirect free kick can be uh, awarded is if the goalkeeper has the ball for more than six seconds before releasing it. Come on. Mm. <laughs> Sit in front of any game <laughs> yeah. on the telly and count how long the goalkeeper has the yeah. ball for. Yeah. I've counted up to 25 seconds before. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's, it, they'll, they'll hug it on the ground for Jim's right. It's just not enforced One anyway. thing I would say is, though, that we have been treated to some, some great goals because of indirect free kicks, people coming up with different moves because you can't shoot directly. It's and always we, pleasing. So, I mean, some goals Matt Letizia scored for Southampton, you would put in that bracket. Again, get rid of it. Peter, your Alan Shearer. Yeah. <laughs> Alan Shearer doing the exact same thing. Um, I think that in the same way that uh, with, with indirect free kicks, we have them mm. we barely use them even when there's a, uh, a back pass to the goalkeeper where they pick it up when they shouldn't do mm-hmm. we've even kind of like the referee usually goes ah that wasn't a back pass when it clearly w- was intended to do just that because footballers can do uh, quick things very quickly these days and um, I would just say VAR just stop using it never mention it again just yeah. let it be phased out yeah. naturally. You're right. Like it, it doesn't have to be this big embarrassment. We yeah. don't have to point fingers. Commentator just saying, oh, Commentator for this game, just... there's no VAR, of course. Move on. Yeah, exactly. Just kind of stop mentioning it. Right. Stop using it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, 
then the, 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 the little monitor screen stopped being visible at the side of the screen uh, pitch. They get smaller and smaller until they're iPhone size and then they just disappear. Yeah. Mm. And we never mention VAR again because it has been, from start to finish, a piece of shit. <laughs> Still have the screen at the side of the pitch, but just have Sonic the Hedgehog 2 on it. <laughs> well, I, well, one of our listeners got in touch with us with regards to this, Peter. What, what do you think about this? Because obviously VAR's been under the spotlight more than mm. ever, of course, um, and it's been used a lot at the World Cup. So Martin said, 30-second time limit on VAR decision. If it can't be proven in that time, it's clear. It's, it's a clear and obvious error, mm. um, then it's not a clear and obvious yeah. error, if you see what I mean. So I, if, you, I, if you're taking, you know, a couple of minutes, it's kind of like, no. I, I don't know about that. Not sure? I, no, because, I mean, what if, what if it takes 32 seconds and it, yeah. is, it is legitimately something that needs to be given? The what if you, go, is what if you go 32 right. miles an hour on a 30 limit, Jim? You're over. Yeah, <laughs> aren't you? that's, that's what Unlucky. I mean. And then... The law is the law. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, I think it was... I think we're very, very brave mm. to do this show knowing that the spectre of VAR is very much Indeed. at the Christmas feast. <laughs> okay. The fact that we can move past VAR mm. and not spend too much time talking on it is, I think, the best way of doing it so mm. we can make the show enjoyable for the listeners is maybe we just have a quick vote. There's four of us in here. What could go wrong? Yeah. Should we just get rid of VAR? Hands up. Yes, I say yes. Let's just get rid. You and Marcus, fucking squares. The squares, Pete, yeah. the front row of the class. I'll you tell you what. I'll tell, and I'll tell you more why. More decisions are called correctly now. Yeah. <laughs> That's what. Yeah. That's my thinking. Indeed, yeah. We st- we blocked the vote there, Jim. Yeah. But uh, no, I'll tell you why. I you like can't filibuster for the rest of this show. I, I can't. I without without pausing or repeating. I'm a Fulham fan. Yeah. And one of the things you look I forward was to born. going. <laughs> yeah. One of the things you look forward to about relegating in the championship. No VAR. Yeah. And I yeah. want that feeling. Whereas if you take away VAR, you don't get that feeling. You do get the feeling in the Premier League, which Fulham are going to stay in. They are going to stay in. But I'm just saying that that is a little treat when you go down to the championship. You Make think it. whatever decision's made, you know, you can celebrate a goal without yeah. thinking, oh, is it going to be pulled back? Make it longer. Let's go for a pint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. VAR is going to take 45 minutes. Yeah. So uh, if you fancy doing something, yeah. I'm up for it. Yeah. I, I, I We're going to start sponsoring it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I would. So. I would just say to be semi-serious for a second before I'm sure Marcus wants to move us on because far is so boring. <laughs> the, the the listener who got in touch, I forget Martin. the name, Martin, who says about you can call him Marty, the, the, Marty, Marty. Uh, the, the problem is, is that look at the screen, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> it's too good. Too good, <laughs> is it? Uh, it's Back to the Future, isn't it? Yeah, yeah but good, good, from good, Ireland. It's a good film. <laughs> it's a good, good film. film. Hey, you're just thinking about the film, aren't you? It's a film I like. Yeah, I like to hear more from Luke. <laughs> is that if you if you see a foul take place? Then you go back in time in the Delorean. No, if you, if you see back to the point, leg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my mum's falling in love with me. Uh, you, 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 you go. You go and look at a VAR decision, you're basically just rearranging the deck and the Titanic. The problem isn't the way it's... It was the problem is that the way it was implemented and everyone got pissed off about it. The, the fact is now, I think, that it's impossible to implement it the way the laws of the game currently exist. So it's going to... For it to actually properly work, it's going to entail a whole ripping up and restarting of the laws of the game mm. generally. And I, don't think, I just don't think it's worth it. We don't want that. We no. don't want that. Luke, your suggestion then, although you've, <laughs> have you already made it? <laughs> Marcus is crying. I know, he's loving it. <laughs> he's loving life. I'm so happy. This Pete. is the most amount of emotion so I've seen from that lad for some, years. Some people enjoy life. They enjoy themselves. <laughs> I don't think he does. <laughs> he does. I, I love it. There's the most emotion. Have you not heard the easy? And all that. <laughs> yeah. So I've you got didn't th- cry. I've got three. Why don't, you, why don't you pick one, two, or three, and I'll do that one first. One. Number one is what I've um, called because it's called this in other sports the back court rule. All oh, right. So in NBA in basketball, mm-hmm. there's a rule that says once you go across the halfway line, oh, you right. can't pass the ball back over the halfway yes. line. Okay, nice. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. And um, I think 
with the, with the caveat that I haven't properly thought this through and it's very difficult <laughs> to envisage how it would work in practice, yeah. I think that would be a really good thing in football. I think if you go over the halfway line, the intention to attack, mm-hmm. you must have the, the other the opposition player has to get a touch on it before you can go back over again, and um, that would I think almost be an extension to the back pass rule in a way. It, it would, so would this be in, sort of time wasting kind of? It's almost, Although t- people tend to time waste further up the field, to be fair, but it still it could would, be. It would make for more positive games, wouldn't it? It would. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely bit of VR on the uh, halfway line. <laughs> there you go. Did he touch it on the halfway line or not? No, oh, no, 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 no. No goal line technology. Has it crossed the line? Yes, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and if you've got defensive players who are still in their own half when your team's attacking, yeah. they basically can't receive the ball. They're only there to stop they the counter. They have to walk yeah. off the pitch until I, it. I, 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 that's too far. <laughs> I think it might make a really interesting. More, as Jim said, a more positive, maybe attacking game. Well, it's interesting you say that because the, the Dutch Football Association are trying to push changes to make the game quicker, uh, including being able to to dribble from a free kick, which is, which is an interesting yeah. one. That's um, essentially, the that's... idea that you can pass to yourself, isn't it? Yeah, yeah mm. it, it, exactly. Yeah, um, and they're trying to they're, they're trying to alter each match to thirty minutes per half um, of clean playing time, as as they say, and, mm. and and so on. But and obviously, there's different changes to what you're saying. But I think that does tie in, perhaps, a little bit. What do you think, Jim? What do you think about that? You, your little kind of furrowed brow when I mentioned it. Um, the only my only issue with it would be that because football is a really really simple game, when you start adding rules to it Ooh, like that yeah. that aren't very obvious um, uh-huh. when, to a to a new person coming in, that that's that that is. The case, I think it might break up the sort of the but you have flow the and the freedom. You have the yeah, the, see, the but the offside rule is the another. one though. It's, yeah, it's... the offside rule is the only one like that, isn't it? I think adding another rule like that might mm. make things a little bit more complicated. And also, I mean, and I mean this in a positive, really. It it could make for a quite chaotic game because <clears throat> quite often you do have to essentially go home and recycle possession. Yeah. And we see teams exactly. who are sometimes really good at that and they strangle the opposition. And actually, yeah. it can be quite boring, well, like Spain at their at their least entertaining to watch. And, but mm. then on the other side of it, like, so what I thought, be more mistakes. So what I thought would be the, the downside to it is that I think what you'd find teams doing just if they were under pressure or whatever is just lumping it out of play. Yeah. To give up a throw in deep. So it might become almost mm. a bit like rugby when they try and get, it's all about territory. Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah, that's true. You do make it a very territorial game, which football can be to an extent, but not. Nowhere near, near like, 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 like What do you broken. think of it, Pete, as a rule? Like one of these rules where they sort of try out these different kind of variations. I think it's kind of like, I would want <clears> to <throat> see what that match looked like. I think it might, yeah. uh, at least there is a line drawn. It's not like offsides where it's kind of like, if you don't have the mm-hmm. uh, video assistant referee, like you, you don't necessarily know every time and it is just mm-hmm. about judgment. At least there is a line, which makes it a lot easier. I would like some kind of AR projection on the sc- on the on the pitch. So that part of the pitch just goes dark and the lights go down Ooh. and you can't see what's going on yeah. in the back of the pitch, basically. Until so someone, and so the, another player touches it and then yeah. it's open up again. It would basically make a lot easy of... Easy to implement a lower league level, that. Sure. <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah but none of this well, is easy so to implement. You've got to do VAR. At Fratton Park, half the floodlights are out anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so what you're saying, so you basically darken a corner where anyone can do anything. <laughs> Well, not anything. Like do people you merge with like, black eyes. Like, how stuff. did that get there? I mean, we had. We had I mean, this is. We had one from Anthony who's, who who wanted to bring in the purge rule, which every week in one random Premier League game, one random minute will suddenly become the purge minute, where all rules are suspended and anything is allowed. I mean, uh, he's that, got. I mean, he's yeah. got issues. Yeah, is that yeah. where you're going down the road, Pete? Well, I, I would say that most footballers don't have massive amounts of imagination. I mean, yeah. just look at the houses. So, I mean, I would say that they, they wouldn't really do anything. But like, I don't know what I do. Yeah. Is your house yeah. full of imagination? Is it? I yeah, it's a wonderful. It's like Willy Wonka's uh, castle, but with more dead children. Oh. What? <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, you 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 bring it. 
I asked for that. You asked yeah. for what yeah. annoys me. Yeah, I've asked for that, haven't I? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You, in a way, commissioned it. You've yeah, exactly. basically gone yeah. to the hardest bloke in the well, village. You've and go, oh, you're really hard, aren't you? Go and punch me, prove thought, it. Boom. You've it's caught that. You won't go there. <laughs> you've caught it in that. It's yeah. not Christmas anymore. It's the Buffman's Bridge. Uh, <laughs> Shall I bring something to the yeah. table? Please, yeah. please. please. Yeah. Um, I think Pete's house. No, I think. Yeah. Uh, and this isn't a rule change. Actually, this is a this is a tournament format change because it is New Year's resolutions. Remember? Yeah. It's not just about rule changes. And you're always thinking about international tournaments. Oh, big time. Yeah. Um, the World Cup is going to be bigger, of course, next time around, 48 teams. And there's been a lot of chat about that. Some people don't want it. And other people say, well, come on, you've got to give more places. So it's a Come very... on! <laughs> come on! <laughs> come on! Um, you've, yeah. So the, the, the chat is obviously, it's, it's, it's maybe not fair on some continents because they don't have as many places mm. as, say, Europe or, or South America. That's understandable. So how do you go about doing this? And FIFA also say that, that they have this feeling that they can bring the world together through football. As yeah, ridiculous they, they as that is, because football's incredibly divisive could, anyway. The, the only thing is, it could be done in theory, but they can't do it. No. Allow me. Not okay. for Allow me. So yeah. you want more teams, you want more nations, you want more comings together, so to speak. Yeah. I think that what you should do is, and this will be a little bit unfair on some of the players, maybe because, you know, certainly fringe players, but, you know, tough decisions have to be made. I think what you do is every team in the World Cup... This happened when I was at primary school. Once in a while, we would play a tournament mm -hmm. where our school would merge our team with another school. Mm -hmm. Right. You merge two countries together. So you've got to qualify for the World Cup, mm. names out the hat, and you are with England are with whoever. Mm. England you, and Scotland. There you go. Scotland do have to qualify, I stress. <laughs> okay. Um, but it, so, so you can keep the 32-team <laughs> format... But actually, you've got 64 nations Can there. Can I just say, mm. I never thought I'd say this, yeah. but genuinely, yeah. this is worse than one of Pete's ideas. <laughs> <laughs> well, hang on, I haven't finished. Okay. So you I, do... The thing is, I don't want you to finish. <laughs> That's why I said that. So Carry you, on. So, so you have to be, you have to, you, you could get lucky. It's like England are paired with Brazil. You think, oh, hello, there we go. That's a lovely old job. But England would have no players in the team, would they? Well, they no, would no, now. No. But... So what you have to do... Ah, you've I'm got to divide you... it down the middle, You've right? got to divide it down the middle. So if it's 26 teams, you've got to have uh, thir th 26 uh, players, players yeah. 13 from each side. And on the starting 11, you have to have five from one nation and six from the other. And whichever team is seeded higher, they get the six. This is absolutely bonkers. And, and there were way too long. Yeah. And, yeah. The, and the first country has to uh, the, the the last letter of the first country's involved. name yeah. has, <laughs> to, has to be the first letter of the second country's name. Uh, let's not complicate it. Like okay. Chile, England. Let's not okay. complicate. Oh, okay. So I see yeah. what you mean. So you could or yeah. France, England. <laughs> what gets wet, the more it dries. Cape <laughs> <laughs> <Get> Verde, England. <laughs> there you go. You yeah. See. Yeah. I think it's I think it's a wonderful idea. Zimbabwe. Uh, so the great news for say in, in this example, England players, of mm -hmm, course, mm -hmm. is. Phone call from old Big Gareth. Yeah. You've made the 26. There you go. That's the good news. Yeah. The bad news is yeah. um, we've had to change it. Yeah. <laughs> so you would have been in, but now you're not. That's right. Why? Yeah, yeah. Because England You've been paired been, with Honduras. England have been paired with a country you've never heard of. Yeah. And uh, we've got to split it up. But I think, but I think it would bring people. It genuinely would because because if you got two, you think nations, it would bring people together. Do you mean in a very literal sense? Absolutely, yeah. Jim. Because if England did, were in the group with say uh, an African nation, South American, Asian, or something, we'd learn about their cultures and all that kind of stuff. And that's what it's all about. Football's to bring people together. Why? why, why Prince, uh, uh, sorry, I should say, King Charles will be sat there. He'll go over and sit with their head of state or whoever that kind of thing. It'd be a lovely yeah. old time. I, They'll I, be dancing on the streets of Lagos and London at the same time. If I knew this show today was going to be this yeah. I wouldn't have done all the work I did right I've done no. a lot of prep okay. and, and there's no point but let's be honest though 
We're very much like you're the uh, good football team and we're the bad football team. We're dragging your ideas down. Yeah, exactly. He's, see that? He's automatically including you and him now. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. because we're bringing people together. Exactly. exactly. But I tell you I've rubbed off on the lad. I, I, okay, answer me this. If I presented this to FIFA, do you think they would consider They'd it? They'd be up for it. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Yeah. They are, you see. You've got, to, you've got to change it from the inside. Go <laughs> <laughs> get them on side. <laughs> Jim, uh, any more from you, please? Yeah. Um... It's hard to follow that, Jim. And I was, I, you have my sympathy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, on, uh, offsides are something that interests me a lot. Now, Ooh. Marco Van Basten uh, has been talking for a long time about the idea of getting rid of them altogether, mm-hmm. which is obviously quite extreme. And his, his, example is, his example is hockey, which is similar but also vastly different in, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Where it said apparently it made the game more exciting and actually mm-hmm. you, you would think you'd get goal hanging and there was that for a while, but teams learn how to, to adapt to it. And again, I think it the idea of football is because it's so simple it is you run around the field and there's a goal at either end and you, you put a ball in it it's very very simple so would be interesting because a marginal offside call is really frustrating and a little bit annoying isn't it and just the game flowing is mm. essentially I think what everyone wants wants most I think that's far, far too extreme to ever actually happen but I do think we, we it would be good to get the game back into the point where it's kind of just in the attacker's favour a little bit more like the um, the um, you know, players kind of interfering with play when they're offside. That doesn't bother me that much. Like mm-hmm. players being in the goalkeeper's sight line when they're offside and a, and a goal being disallowed for that. I feel like, so what? I would pick up on that, Jim, and say, so in, in ice hockey, there is an offside rule. So I don't, know, I don't know about field hockey, but in ice hockey, there is. If you are in the section of the, of the rink ahead of the puck, you're offside. And I think it's down on the skates, not the stick. Mm-hmm. Which brings me on to my point. I would say that you could, massively simplify the offside rule and the way you would do that is you would get rid of the interfering with play you'd get rid of all the other stuff and you'd just say based on the strikers or the attacking players feet mm. when the ball's played that's yeah. it so if you're leaning forward to get an advantage or you're doing as far as I'm concerned that's, that's clever play the, yeah. yeah absolutely feet is a lot easier to get a, um, a judgement on as well mm. everyone I think mm-hmm. what's really important about the offside law which isn't talked about enough I don't think is the goodwill of the fans you need the goodwill of the fans on the side. Part of the reason that um, people are upset about the current iteration of the offside law is actually quite um, emotive. It's a bit like yeah. people just don't fucking care 
that you're having to, oh yeah, but if you draw the line on this shoulder and he can technically score with this shoulder and he said, no one cares. Yeah. You need to get the hearts and minds of football fans. And the, the football, the feet are the things that we can all understand. Football is played with the feet, so it yeah. makes perfect sense. And if you lean, but your feet are on side, it's fine. I totally agree with Jim. Get rid of the interfering with play. That creates a grey area because it's open to too much interpretation. If you, to, to not sound too much like Graham Souness, if you're not interfering with play, son, you shouldn't be on the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just think any, but the, the, when any rule is discussed, mm-hmm. what should be taken into account is if, like, if the rule makes goals, um, if, if the rule takes away goals, then bad as best bad you rule. can, don't have it. Mm-hmm. Mm, and then at the moment, it's really important probably for people who are listening, maybe aren't that familiar with the intricacies of the offside rule, then nor are we. Mm. Because... You can sit here and explain it, but it'd take about 15 minutes, yeah, and that's, no. that's the whole point. But that's what VAR highlighted, and we should stress yeah. that it's highlighted it, of course. I mean, I would like to see a league or somewhere in the world trial no offsides, just to see yeah. what would happen. But, of course, that would ask a lot of wherever that was happening. And it would have to... You, you couldn't really do it across a game. There would be far too many things that you'd, you'd have to, to see over mm-hmm. time. But I, I agree, it would be really interesting. It would be interesting. Peter? Can I move on to penalties? You may, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, too much risk, not enough reward when it comes to penalties. Right. Um, you're allowed three minutes to take a penalty. Ooh. Three minutes, but you can do whatever you want. Speaker's corner, talk about the Prime Minister. Right. Eat a fruit corner. Yeah. Do a bit of stand-up uh-huh. and then score a penalty. Yeah. It just it would just Would you do a fruit corner? Uh well it's crunch corners, maybe. You yeah. know, the white and uh, brown balls. I, I, I know what a crunch corner is. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, just a little bit of that, really. So it's it's ultimately minutes. incredibly sponsorable. Three minutes of fun. Or, if yeah. you want to finish it off really quick, you can do. It's completely right, up to you. what you mean, yeah, S- yeah. Slowing the game down, though, isn't it? Significantly. Not, not significantly. What are the other players doing? Just hanging out. Freezing their balls off in winter. Mm. I enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, bearing in mind I've heard all of your suggestions today. Mm-hmm. You've I, let everyone down. I've got one. I've got one for penalties, which I think was ge- yeah. is genuinely interesting. Also, so, do we need a concussion sub now? Because... <laughs> well, yeah. what about uh, Peter on the on the back yeah. of that? I mean, Seamus said uh, one of our listeners for fouls in the box where there's not much goal threat, you get a penalty, but you have to take it in wellies. Yeah. <laughs> or I was, uh, or I was thinking like when the goalkeeper is in nets for a penalty, mm. I think the opposing team should be allowed to modify the advertising hoardings behind. <laughs> Right, mm. right in all kinds of grot, drawing all kinds of grot. pictures of the of the goalkeeper, erotic fiction, hentai, but with you know. Mm-hmm. But the goalkeeper can't face. see it because he's got his back to it. Well, if he looks behind, yeah, but that's the choice, isn't it? He can he have the choice. He knows it's there. Marcus, he, he knows, knows it's offensive. He does. He knows yeah. it's offensive. Does he look behind and have a look, see what they've said about him? Yeah. Mm. Yes, exactly. Interesting. He's going to the left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. What about what about this? Um, the player. This is a semi-serious suggestion. In fact, it's a very serious suggestion. Right. The player fouled has to take, take the penalty. The penalty. I, yeah. What if bad. he's been fouled to fuckery, though? Unless he's injured. If he's right. injured, then fair enough. That's where it becomes. Yeah, but, the, yeah, but then, so then, the, the, then, then if it's the last minute, the, the, he'll just sort of go, ah, I'm injured. Can Gary Kent take it, please? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, what's, <laughs> what's the actual reason for that, though, other than it being a bit fun? Well, the reason for that is, I, I, I don't think it is just about that. I think it's the idea that if you've got the ball um, and you're going away from goal, you go maybe going towards the touchline mm-hmm. and it's a silly one. It's quite a soft one, but it's not soft enough for the VR mm-hmm. to overrule it. You're basically getting a free goal from no position of mm-hmm. danger at all. And I think it also means that 
players wouldn't look for it as much subconsciously because they were thinking, okay, it's me who's got to take it. Mm. This is extra responsibility. It isn't just a free goal um, on behalf of the penalty taker. I think it would also make um, the, the golden boot a lot mm. more egalitarian. Mm. It would be like, you know, these are, this is genuinely yeah. the best goal scorer. Yeah. Which, this is going to sound a bit mental, but rather than the player who's just, just scored the most goals yeah. because a lot of, I don't know the stats, but a lot of them are penalties that are taken. So I think it's, I think it's, it would change the dynamic and it's the only way I can think of really dealing with that problem mm-hmm. where, you know, a lot of penalties that are awarded don't come from da- genuinely dangerous situations. Well, I mean, the handball law has been a funny one for, for penalties, hasn't it? I mean, we've seen throughout the Premier League and the and World Cup recently and so on that you just think, well, hang on, is it is it is a deliberate handball? Is it, is it you know, it's, yeah. it's just tied us all up in knots and our natural position and blah 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 I thought about the handball thing and I thought if the penalty is awarded for handball, the way you'd solve that is the player who kicked the ball last for the attacking team that has the handball has to take it. No, but in, in terms of the handball law, what I mean, what do you think about that? Because again, we've all been tied up in knots with regards to that one. I mean, some of them have been so bloody soft. I mean, you remember that Uruguay one at the World Cup where the yeah. defenders dived in and the ball's kind of gone under him. And you think, well, how on earth can he get... It's a, it's a difficult situation, that, because... That needs a looking at, really. It does, yeah. because it used to just be obvious, deliberate handball mm. way back in the day. But that's really tough to assess because it's it's ultimately totally subjective. With the, I mean, To use the Uruguay example mm. again, unless you've got a Suarez against Ghana in 2010 situation, yeah. it's very difficult to know properly whether it's been delivered so can, or not. It, yeah. so, so whether they be, well, maybe not indirect after the chat we had earlier, but but free kicks given in the box should maybe be... Because that is a thing referees can do. Mm. You see and they rarely more, do. Rarely. You see it once in a while. Yeah. Um, That's an interesting point. I mean, a listener, Chris, suggested making the penalty area smaller, which I think is not, not a bad, a bad suggestion. So that's the other way, I think, of limiting penalties to only really dangerous situations. Because it depends on... Another one I find interesting uh, is is how pitch sizes can vary quite a lot, mm. certainly in the Premier League anyway. But sometimes the, the, the penalty area can go like quite close, I mean, you know, within reason, to the to the touchline. And so you think that's quite far away, you know, just a few yards in, and suddenly a foul there is a penalty, whereas just the other side, you know, I, th- I think bringing the penalty area and making it a bit smaller because you're just that bit closer to goal and there's that little bit more sort of jeopardy. And so on. I think that's a good suggestion. And it was also completely change the mentality of how defenders defend as well. Yeah. Because they would they would have to adjust to the idea that they can behave in certain a different way and, and defend in a slightly different way far more closer to their goal. Yeah. That's a really but what's that solving? Just solving too many penalties being awarded. Well too, yeah, perhaps I just I just think that sometimes you can be given a penalty for very soft for no reason. Yeah. You're going away from goal and so on and you just think, oh come on, you know. But then that is maybe taking away some of the fun of football perhaps. I I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess it does have to be jeopardy, right? Yeah. True enough, true enough. Uh, Luke, let's have your second suggestion. Well, my second suggestion you've just heard, Marcus. Which Sorry, yeah. The, <laughs> the third one third is one, third um, one, something I, I know Jim is in, in favour of because um, we've spoken about it before. I would just, this is a quite a minor one, yeah. but one I think would make the game a little bit slightly less tedious, particularly at grassroots level, actually, which is obviously, as we know, the, uh, the bedrock that the entirety of football sits on, is I would just totally relax the throwing rules. Yeah, I know what you mean. Oh, so you would, one-handed launch. However you want to get him in. Yeah. I nice. would say the only part of it I would protect would be the fact that the feet have to be, or one, I think it's both feet have to be in contact with the touchline in some capacity. Mm. And maybe that you have to have two hands on the ball. Yeah. That's, and other than that, do what you want. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Throw, yeah, you, Pete's... Pete's <laughs> I like that. Like, nah, like you would do like a basketball. Pass yeah, me like the rock. A, like yeah, an old chess pass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, it's like, why not? Just makes like, it more accurate, I suppose. The, the, the game doesn't really gain anything... 
and from they, uh, from the rule being as it is and doesn't really lose anything from I, I, it. Yeah, I just, they, they, they never call, and they never call bad. Uh, I just never want to hear the words foul forever again. Yeah. they don't. But in, at the grassroots level, they do all the time. Yeah. I know it's so frustrating. I've I fallen mean, foul a few times. Yeah, but I mean, I know what you mean. Like, even if even if the idea of kind of just doing it underarm would be odd, even with two hands on the ball. Just if if you've got your hands up, like again, like oh, the, the ball was like. Slightly behind your head yeah. or on top of your head. It's just Why? so tedious. Why? Yeah, or you've just... released the ball in front of your forehead. It's like, oh, and really? Like, yeah. But you've not gained any advantage from that. No, you exactly. really? Yeah. It's maybe uh, this might be a little bit too extreme, but mm. maybe I know the idea of bringing in new equipment that is difficult at grassroots level as well. But you know those things you can use to throw your dog. Your dog's ball really fast. <laughs> <laughs> One of those giant ones are those. <laughs> but I mean, Pete did start this conversation by saying you could do it one-handed. Yeah. Um, so you that would make it a lot more of a threat. From, oh, massively! People yeah. would be canning it because, like, like goalkeepers can throw it like pretty much half the length of the pitch, can't yeah. they? Really, absolute yeah. bullets. Fantastic. Would you would you bring back? Remember in um, Steve Watson, Steve Watson uh, overhead uh, somersault. Yeah, yes, yes, I would. No, talking about goalies and throwing. Uh, goalkeeper wars. We've seen the clips. Oh yeah, where they absolutely hammer it. It's like a goalkeeper yeah, penalty fun. shoot it, but yeah. you've got yeah, to yeah, throw yeah. it. From America, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Absolutely amazing. Mad like a bit of that, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, very good. What about this one from Josh, speaking of goalkeepers? If a goalkeeper scores, it counts as two goals, excluding penalties. Would be carnage to see them up at corners all throughout the match. No, not having it at all. Okay. (laughs) No. But but genuinely, like, this is... This, when any rule change is proposed where you, you get a goal for any reason other than putting the ball in the net once, yeah. not having it. I agree. That's what, this is what makes football great. It's hard to score a goal. And I know that... It, well, Happy this, New Year, actually, this, this, is why, this is why I find it so frustrating that there are all, all these things in place that stop, that, that penalise goal scoring mm-hmm. and, and are punitive towards it. It's, it's really difficult to do. So let people have the goal when they've done it, right? Mm. All so right, it, fair enough. Yeah, I, I, I can't get on board with that idea, even in jest. So just to have the like, you know, when you're a kid and you have uh, and you're, you're kicking around in the um, in the playground, but because it's wet, the balls aren't very good because it's the eighties. So yeah. you know, especially talking about my life, might be a tennis ball. And after a while, like bits of leather start falling off it and stuff. Just have one ball for the whole Premier League season, <laughs> and you've just got to take care of it. You can't kick it too hard. You've got to yeah. kick it quite soft. But mm-hmm. yeah, the old the uh, older football supporting men of a certain uh, generation would love that right oh they would love that because they want to because they don't want football to get better they want to they're basically saying we're legally not allowed to have uh, footballers dub but we can make everyone have flu so just have a match where everyone's got flu (laughs) so they're dragging football down to their level which I think is anything that makes football a safe space again for them to (laughs) articulate their appalling opinions um, is what they like and it will remind them of having like just a ball of rolled up socks or a rock as a kid exactly which almost certainly by the way didn't happen no it did in some parts of the world but not here yeah yeah yeah. footballers they can't dive it's an absolute disgrace but we should be able to kick them up in the air right what about gentlemen a a serious suggestion is with the issue of of time wasting stoppage time was a big thing at the World Cup of course Uh, mentioned it earlier um that FIFA looking to introduce maybe a stop clock at some stage. As I say, the Dutch FA uh, are suggesting all through each match to have 30 minutes per half of, of clean playing time, like ball in play. What do you think about that? This is an interesting one, and I think it actually is, and people may or may not care about this, but I'll start off my response by saying this, that in the US, mm-hmm. anecdotal of course, but I've spoken to quite a few people out there, both professionally and um, you know, personally, they find it difficult that the clock counts up instead of down right. and that it never stops. Mm-hmm. They don't, it's, it's a source of continued frustration mm-hmm. that, well, why are we not, you know, 
why are we not watching any sport? Yeah. Like I know NFL games, for example, go on for ages, but at the moment there's an infraction or a stop, mm. they stop the clock. Yeah. So everyone goes, okay, right, the clock stopped. We yeah. ain't going to miss anything here. Mm. Yeah. And so in, I think football is kind of being a bit left behind by not doing that. But so, but but the thing that, so I, I'm, I'm almost in favour of it in principle because it does completely nip in the bud all that shit that we have to put well, up I've with. Well, I've seen soccer matches in the States. You, you, I've seen uh, like at the high school level. Yeah, they do have a clock that goes down. It was it was yeah. quite a strange thing to see. And yeah. You could see like ten. Not everyone starts counting it down. Do, do, do supporters kind of switch off a little bit in those periods, and they have to say, oh f- oh we're back on. Like, I know we're back on anyway, but at least but you sort problem, of know that it could well, start at any moment. The yeah. problem with football as well is this: for example, if you've got a free kick that's in the centre of the pitch, has been taken quite quickly. It's probably quite difficult to stop the clock and start it again so fast. Yeah. But the problem is, and I said this before, maybe not this World Cup, but the World Cup before. I actually thought it was going massively underreported how much time was being lost by referees being so fastidious about free kicks being taken. Mm. He, he would go to the to the taker, whistle, point at his whistle, mm-hmm. then do the circle around the ball, then march 10 yards, do the 10-yard uh, line. Mm-hmm. Then he'd speak to everyone on the wall. Then he'd go and speak to the keeper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then he'd walk all the way back again. Yeah. I, I remember timing it at about two and a half minutes of time sometimes. Yeah. So I think it's definitely something that needs to be done. The only issue I can think of, and it is quite a big one, is that culturally quote unquote 90 minutes is such a big deal 45 minutes a half it's like it's part of the very fabric mm. of the game and I think you've got to be very very careful mm-hmm. before you change things that are that seismic yeah maybe. what do you think about that no I, I do agree with you I think it's I, I'd be tempted to kind of keep it the way it is to be honest with you but one shouldn't be too resistant to change but again trial it somewhere Mm. And, and and see because I'm quite sure in 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 some places in in, in a lower league and well they have in, tried it that high school game how did that go down oh it was brilliant there you go see it's done <laughs> yeah we got home at midnight send fee for an email <laughs> yeah, yeah. well uh, chaps perhaps we'll finish with this suggestion from Alistair who says ditch FIFA and replace them with something that isn't evil or at the very least not actively malevolent um, it did emerge at the World Cup that Denmark are giving that serious consideration uh, with regards to re- withdrawing from FIFA in the wake of how they um, handled the One Love armband uh, business. Discussions about a split had already been taking place with, with other Nordic countries since August. Uh, and there is a historical precedent. In October 2021, there was talk that UEFA nations would leave if FIFA persisted with its plans for a, a biennial World Cup, uh, of yeah. course. So what I mean, do we think? I mean, it's, Big it's, talk a, from it's a serious talking point, isn't it? Because as, as we've mentioned many, many times, FIFA aren't fit for purpose and it doesn't have to be that way. Now, I don't know how you go about that. Perhaps we need help from other sports to stage a coup. Maybe rugby and cricket come along and help us. <laughs> I mean, who's, I don't know how you, I they would, they would know be how really... bring down an organisation like that. But it, it, I mean, I don't have any faith that FIFA can stop behaving in, in these in these horrible, horrible ways that, that see us have these unnecessary problems in football all the time. But, I mean, what do you do? Do, you, I would, I do would... we start an organisation and go, hey, come over to yeah. us? Well, I told you what we do. We, we reshuffle the World Cup and bring, bring, bring people together, Jim. Yeah, Mark has already solved that one, to be fair. Right. Yeah, but go on then, if you boys I, want to have a go. I was going to say very, very quickly that we have to differentiate here um, between the mention of UEFA and the mention of, of mm. FIFA more broadly because I think the way UEFA, UEFA were doing that around October of last year, it's just part of the whole... It was ongoing, a power play. Yeah, ongoing soap opera yeah. kind of psychodrama between yeah. the power struggle between the two organisations. You're like, way for up perfect. I think that's slightly separate. What I do think, though, is that, I mean, ultimately, I think the end game here is that FIFA are no longer in charge of football. How yeah. that manifests, but again, I don't who, know. who do you put in charge then? Well, it creates I, a power vacuum. I, I, th- I think ultimately the, the pressing news would 
would be something along the lines of something that will come up that is altogether powerful enough to usurp FIFA, and it's run by really, really prominent ex-players, managers, football club owners. Neil Warnock. Those kind of people. But ultimately, the end game for that will just be the same thing because absolute power corrupts absolutely, right? So that's how the point... FIFA is not accountable to anyone. Mm-hmm. The only time FIFA have ever really been in any kind of trouble is when they started doing all that corruption stuff with US dollars, when the mm-hmm. FBI went after them and a load of people lost their jobs and got busted for corruption. Ultimately, they're accountable to no one. So it will have to be a completely alternative organisation which some teams, some significant enough teams, are convinced enough to go and join them. That's, that's why I never understood about the whole armband thing at the start of the World Cup with you know the Dutch, the uh, Germans, the, the British. They're powerful enough to sort of go right. Well, uh, well, we're not. They could say, well, we're not playing in the World Cup. <laughs> like, yeah. and then and then what tournament do you have if England aren't playing, if Germany aren't playing, if France aren't playing? Like, they have power. Why they, they just won't fall, use it? They, they do have the power. They do have the power. They just did. Yeah, yeah, other than a handful of nations, I think that a lot of the others would just go. All right, well, up yours, and they would carry on. No, but no, it would be a weaker tournament. It would, but it would be a weaker tournament. A, ton- a joke of a tournament because you know FIFA are evil. You know, no, so. I'm all f- I'm all for this because ultimately you'd be bringing back Le Tournoi. <laughs> you're saying that some other nations aren't as worried about these social issues as mm-hmm. others are, which I think is right. Yeah, but, but I, I think Pete, overall, wanna, I think Pete overall Cup. is right. They want to play in a World Cup that's worthy of the name mm-hmm. World Cup, won't they? Mm-hmm. If, if you're Argentina and you go and win your first World Cup since '86 or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, and everyone knows, that six of the best European nations aren't there. Mm-hmm. It ain't the same. And that's the power they will, but they won't use it. Which is why I think, without getting off piste, not taking those yellow cards for those armbands during the World Cup we've just seen was a massive missed opportunity. I know it's easy for me to say, but ultimately that would have possibly been a real tipping point and they, were, they didn't do it in the end. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, something that we can get behind, perhaps we'll finish on this. Mike simply says... Piers Morgan banned from all sport. On board. board. Motion passed. He doesn't like sport. No, he doesn't. He just wants to be involved. Mm. Happy New Year, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much for joining us on another Football Ramble Guide 2. Remember, we want your ideas for what to talk about next in 2023. If you fancy learning more about some of football's puzzling rules or some of its great personalities, get in touch. Email us show at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble with your suggestions. There we are, everybody. Hope you have a lovely Christmas and a happy new year. Thank you, Luke Moore. Thank you very much. Thank you, Pete Donaldson. Peace. Thank you, Jim Campbell. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you soon. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.